Recorded live. Salam. For one on the record, this is uh, Cedric Ben Israel, and uh, welcome to Thursday night's Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Time. And um, I am going to ask who is basically joining us for this evening's fellowship, if anyone's present. Okay. Um, I'm assuming no one is here, but I will. Shalom, Ima Yaru, Tribe of Judah. Shalom. Shalom, Ima. How are you doing? It's good to hear from you. Good to hear from you, too. I'm doing good. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Well, um, Eva is with us this evening. Um, Hopefully we have any others, but I'm basically going to open up. um, It's uh, basically that time of the year again where people are basically about to celebrate uh, Easter. It will be coming up pretty soon, and some people are celebrating the Passover. Um, and, um, I can't begin to say how, um, grateful I am to be in this nation. It has, uh, shown me personally, um, it has basically educated me a great deal on, uh, a lot of the different philosophies and these different uh, incorporated cultures out there, and it also shows me here, you know, now um, how our brothers and sisters are beginning to wake up at a more faster pace, and that there are people out there who are, you know, living this, they're walking this walk uh, for y'all, you know, and they are trying to basically wake their loved ones up, and You know, I know it's a tough thing to do when, you know, you yourself have been in a situation where you have grown up to accept certain ideologies, and especially in the United States, you know, all these corporate holy days and, um, you know, a lot of them are Greek and Roman and and German mixed uh, compound holidays. You know, celebrating all kinds of pagan idea, you know, all all kinds of uh, pagan idolatry, and you know, waking up from that, it makes you feel pretty good, but it also leaves you a little bit, you know, uh, restless in the sense that now that you have awoken, you basically want to wake your families and your loved ones, well, your loved ones up from that particular slumber, you know, and get them out of the habit of practicing these pagan. Uh, holidays. Um, Ama, I know, you know, this is a, you know, another go around, you know, another year for you. You know, you have to hear, you have to see it, you know. Have you, have you had any, uh, you have anything you want to share with us about that whole situation there? How do you feel about it? Well, I do know that uh, according to the ancient cultures, April, you know, April the 1st, you know, or and even when you go to the scriptures, uh, they have it where, in the scriptures, rather, uh, the uh, Most High had, uh, it was during the time of the Exodus. Are you familiar with that? 
are you familiar with it? Um, yes, I am. I apologize. I'm sorry. I was uh-huh. so caught up with what yeah. you were trying to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, uh, with the exodus out of Egypt, and at that particular time, in this particular time, it was when, you know, the people, the uh, Israelites, had to take out a lamb and have that lamb, you know, consume that lamb within them because of the, you know, ten plagues coming up, they was going to be taken out of Egypt. And so the Most High had declared around April, you know, Nisai or Abbe, as the uh, month of uh, the first month of the year. So actually, in reality, if you go according to the scriptures, this would be the first month of the year instead of January. But it's, it's very, uh, uh, you know, people are celebrating Easter with the eggs and, you know, candy and things like that. So traditionally, everything's been turned around to throw us off and again have us do what we call idolatry. You know, we are idolizing these different things that don't even pertain to our salvation or our freedom. So I see a lot of people doing it now. You know, they're wondering, worried about how they're going to get clothes and this, that, and the other. So I, I I, just don't, you know, care for Easter. I never have. So, you know. Yes, I'm ma'am. Totally I, I know how you feel. Uh-huh. What do you think and, about I mean, well, you know, I don't. As long as it's like the longer I've been in this nation, the more warped I get. <laughs> it's like I'm so like dead to it. I just become so like, what day is it? You know, <laughs> they be like, oh no, it's this holiday. It's like this holiday. I just be like, oh okay, you know. I be so nonchalant about it. Like it, I just. I don't know. I just, it just seemed like another day for me, and I yeah. and I and I grew up in that type of mentality because I was not properly educated on any of these things. So for me, it was just another day. You know, I see people eating candy, I see people dressed up, or see people going places. But my whole thing is, why are you celebrating something that you're not even familiar with the history? And then what, what what really, you know, kind of bothers me a little bit more is that, you know, the older you get, you think you start asking questions, but because people are, you know, been conditioned so long to accept certain cultures without really asking about them, it really, it, it makes you feel some kind of way. Um, I, you know, I guess I've been, you know, in this walk with this nation for, you know, not for me, it's really a short time, and I say only a short time because before I came to the nation, I never used to read the scriptures. I wasn't, you know, really up on who Jesus was. All I knew about the Bible was Jesus, but I never knew anything about him. And, I mean, you know, I was, you know, when I was younger, I would go to, you know, Sunday school and Bible study, but they weren't, I could not wrap my head around what the, the things that they were talking about because it just sounds so paganistic, if you will. Mm-hmm. So now I'm looking at it and I'm just like, it just the, the it just the, the 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 philosophy behind the holidays it doesn't even make any sense. It's like basically somebody saying McDonald's invented the gal the, the Milky Way and we basically have to pull stars out of the sky and if you can't pull a star then you basically make a paper cut out of a star or if you can't make a paper cut out of a star then you're gonna make a arch deluxe. I mean you're gonna you're gonna basically take a hamburger and then cut it into the form of a 
Mickey D's, you know, some just some ramble, mm-hmm. you know, compound, idiotic uh, philosophy about how to basically serve some type of God. And, and for me, that just, mm-hmm. it just never sat too well with me. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to deal with. Um, and it just pulls people into... Um you know, I mean, it goes all back to what we've learned in in the in the nation. It all yes, pulls people further into the commercial aspect of it, you know, because I mean, yes. from them having to purchase uh, the clothing to um, traveling to the churches, the candy, the Easter eggs, etc. It's just basically a, a commercial thing that pulls them into it because the the accuracy of it being, uh, you know, lined up with the actual Messiah, you know, and the event, it's just not, you know, accurate at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Do, well, are you, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead and finish because there's something I want to read. I found okay, go ahead, no, read it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so, me, I, I try to try my best to stay up on any type of, uh, information pertaining to, you know, our walk or anybody who may be, you know, trying to find their way to the truth. And um, I always look through our Savannah newspaper. We have a we have two new – well, we actually have three, but we only have two African-American newspapers, and one of them is called the Savannah Tribune, and the other one is called the Savannah Herald. And just so happened today I have the Savannah Herald. Mm-hmm. This is – Wednesday, uh, April the 1st, 2015, 5B. And the name of this is supposed to be an article or a section and it's called The Passover, The Night Jesus Died. And this is basically what it reads. It says, it was, oh, and the author of this, um, of this piece is Yosef Abraim. And he's, the country preacher. I guess that's kind of like a, you know, some type of some type of title, prestigious title, some some type of mock title he probably have or something. But it reads like this: It was during my weekly shopping at the local supermarket. I could not help seeing the chocolate bunnies all neatly wrapped. There were also little bags of colored Easter eggs. It's becoming that time of the year again. Lit is in. He's talking about Lent, the Catholic holiday, the Lent. And then it says, the Gentiles will be celebrating the death of Jesus Christ. How many people know that Jesus died on the preparation of Passover? He told his people, the children of Israel, who were seeking a sign from him. Read Matthew chapter 12, verses 39 and 40. If we use simple arithmetic, there is no way we can get 72 hours from Friday to Sunday morning. Yet every minister preaches the story to their congregation every year. And like children, we accept it as gospel. Fact. As a nation, we are turning into a people who no longer ask questions of our leaders. We take their saying at face value. Now the truth must be told. Take your Bible. Jesus ate the Passover at even with his disciples. We know this to be true. Read Matthew 26, chapters, verse, chapter, Matthew chapter 26, verses 20 and 21. St. John 11, chapter, verses 55 through 57. Now read Exodus 
chapter 12, note verse 5. The Passover lamb lives one year. Those lambs must die on their birthday. Jesus was the Passover lamb for his people, Israel. This being the case, Jesus had to be killed like that lamb on his birthday at night. Jesus and his disciples, after eating the Passover, went from a walk in the garden. Now I am asking the readers of this to rethink John 18, chapter verse 3. Had this taken place during the day like your religious leaders preach, why would the men need lanterns and torches? <laughs> Jesus was beaten, judged, and crucified at night. St. John chapter 19, verse 14. It was still the preparation of the Passover. Keep in your mind, Passover is a matter of hours, not days. The sixth hour, St. John wrote, was referring to 12 o'clock, midnight Gentile time. People, it would already have been dark outside. The ninth hour referring to was 3 a.m. in the morning. Those of you who have doubts, stay up from 12 o'clock midnight to 3 a.m. See if there is any sunlight. Verse 31, chapter 19. Exodus 12, chapter 10, verse. St. John, chapter 19, verse 38 through 42. Jesus rose from the grave according to the Bible. St. Matthew, chapter 28, verse 1. The night of the first day is taking place. The 72 hours are thus. Jesus spent so-called Thursday in the grave, 12 hours, then 24 hours for so-called Friday, and 24 hours for so-called Saturday, and 12 hours for the darkness leading to the first day of the week. And that's the end of the article. Mm. You see... Now, let me just say this, because I haven't really took the time to actually sat there and uh, read those particular verses, but what I will say is this, and I know you can agree with this, that this is basically what, at, this is what we try to do with tribes. We have to try to break down what it is that these people are saying, because when you look at the Bible, it's kind of like examining the court case, actually. I mean, because it is Jesus' testimony, so you basically want to see what happened to him, you know, what led up to his death, and, um, you know, you want to basically be a little bit concrete about the evidence that you have. It would only take for you to actually read it in order to understand it, and that's what the author was basically trying to say. But what he also tried to basically show was that no one reads, no one asks questions. So these these pastors, especially these African American Baptist uh, pimp uh, pimp preachers, and these Catholic Roman Catholic uh, pedophiles are selling this ridiculous story to our people because they need hope. Right. But that's the difference between needing hope and needing a lie. You don't sell a lie to people who need hope. Right. <laughs> you see, like, and that is the problem. Like, it's, it's just a simple, like the man said, it's simple arithmetic. Not even simple, simple arithmetic. Really, it just takes people to just read and which 
when I'm getting when I'm done getting off this call, I'm going to try to read this to see exactly what he's talking about. But the the mathematics is there. I read what he's saying, and I get it. I definitely get what he's saying. But you know what, Emma? For what it's worth, I tell you the truth. There's nothing better when you can pick up the Bible and read it for yourself, and you can reason with it and say, you know what, darn. I guess that shit is another lie because here it is. It's in writing, you know. This is what it's saying. This is what the book is saying, but you're saying something totally different. Now, these are supposed to be God's words, and you're supposed to be speaking as God, but you're not speaking as the word of God. Then either the book is a lie and you, or you're a lie. And we know the book isn't a lie because it's too many, it's too many people in the book who are accepting this truth. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people around the world who has accepted this book is true. So for you to say that you are speaking as God, but you're not speaking the words of them, something ain't right. But, you know, yeah. I leave that up to the person to deal with. What's your thoughts on that? I, I, I totally agree. I, I think where the problem is we do not have uh, enough teachers that know the yeah. truth or study the truth. And also we do not have enough teachers that are so um, – uh, involved in, you know, the actual spirit, that spirit of the Most High in them to be able to teach them the truth, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it has to be uh, validified by being able to go to the scriptures and point to, you know, the Messiah himself and what mm-hmm. he actually did. Like you said, you have to know exactly what led up to this death, burial, and resurrection of the Most High. See, that's the gospel right there, mm-hmm. the death, burial, and resurrection, you know. And um, most ministers, um, because of the love of money and, and, and involved in the commercial or commerce aspect of it, you're not going to find that truth in the churches, you know. Right. And, and this is what's happening now, and it has been happening for eons. So uh, to, to, for that to come about, it, it, I think the nation and our nation among those people, our chosen ones, to come back to the, the realization of what really went down, knowing the history, knowing, you know, the events that happened to be able to teach the people. It's just not that that information is not being taught. You know, because right. people can go look at the scriptures or look at the Bible, and you can read it one way, but if you don't know um, what you're looking for or the truth itself, then they're still not going to comprehend it. They'll become even more confused. I mean, that's yeah. just my opinion. What do you think? Well, I, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, you, you pretty much hit it dead on the nail. You know, the one thing I, 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 I love about tribes is that you have someone who is more passionate about the truth than they are about teaching. So when they taught, it was more effective because we know that if you were teaching the truth, we can go right there and just try to basically analyze it and basically verify it. And basically, you know, upon empirical studies, we know that basically the person was teaching us was the truth. And I right. and that's why I, I, I'm... I am able to, not even just I, all of us, we're able to grasp the concept that when we're reading the scriptures, you look at it from a perspective of law as opposed to looking at it as a perspective of metaphysics or uh, metaphors, metaphorically, because a lot of people have twisted this book to shape all kinds of philosophies that they may have 
And with all the philosophies that they have, they still have not managed to get from underneath this beast. And they're still working for this beast. So, you know, like you said, the first thing you said was it starts with having teachers. It also starts with teachers who have the truth. But it also starts with teachers who will be willing to die for the truth. Because there are a lot of people who aren't willing to die for what they believe in. Just like the man busted out and said, you know, a Christian will not die for Jesus, but you've got plenty of Muslims who will die for Allah. They strap mm-hmm. a bomb to themselves and die for Allah. But you go and ask a Christian to go and kill themselves with Jesus. No, Jesus won't want me to do that, you know. And <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing. You know, there are a lot of people out there who talk. They talk about it. Right. But they're not about the truth. It, the truth ain't in them. And the truth ain't in them because they don't, because there's no, there's no, there's nothing productive coming from what it is that they're teaching. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How can you say that you're, you're, like, I see what Brother Peterson's been saying. How are you even qualified to teach that? I, and, I, and I'm understanding, it. like, I, I'll i sit down and process this commerce that, you know, this commerce conversation that we usually have all the time. And I know Brother Priest is a stickler about saying that, you know, most everything in civilization is based on the male and female principle. Right. You must be able to produce because that's what we put here on earth. But it's just not so much as a a, 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 a carnal a sexual intercourse. It's a, it's a conveyance of services and goods. There must be, all this stuff is based on uh, male and female principles. So when I look at the fact that you have someone who is uh, let's see, a preacher, but you have all you you have this preacher out there who basically has his sheep, and he's not looking at the sheep like, well, th- this is basically my woman. I'm their husband, and I basically have to basically take care of these people and provide for these people. How do you provide for? You have to teach them, but you also have to have it in you to teach. If it's not in you to if if you don't if you don't have it in you to teach if you don't have it in you to lead you shouldn't basically be trying to tell anybody anything about the world and I kind of get that now like I I I get it standing at the pole standing at the pulpit don't make you no leader standing exactly. at the pulpit makes you a good motivational speaker mm-hmm. anybody can stand at the pulpit and sell you something but it mm-hmm. takes somebody who really really, really, really cares about the most high to basically say, you know what, screw this whole mother church. I got to do what's right for my people because we're suffering. But other than that, I mean, hey. <laughs> well, you no. know, when you when you think of, when you you said the pulpit, and if you look at it, that's the that pulls the people into the pit because of uh, the uh, what is that five hundred one C? You know, that's set up for the churches to only teach certain things. That's yes, even ma'am. in the schools and stuff. And you and I know um, who knows the, who's the key and the secrets to this. 
you know, this governmental system and, and commerce and everything. So um, when you speak of preachers and, and those that get in in front of the, the sheep or the congregation, they're standing up at, at that pulpit and they're pulling the people into the pit to keep them, you know, in darkness, you know. Right. So we don't expect these ministers to teach the truth or preach the truth, you know, or to lead the sheep in the right direction. If that was the case, I think our people particularly would be more um, uh, free, you know, to the extent mm-hmm. that we would know um, not only the laws of the Most High, but we would comprehend and know the laws of the land to be able to do our own thing and have our own uh, uh, tabernacles to dwell within or temples, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 going to be that way for um, a while because of this um, this system that we're you know within. So I I know it's bad. It's not a good thing. You know, and the people are running around. Uh, uh, they're committing adultery. As you know, when they do these things and and they don't know the significance. Okay, like you said, you when you read that article, you said Thursday. What was it that they said that Thursday the Messiah was supposed to have died, or what did it yes, say? It is- it says, um, okay, we're going to count the days on that Thursday. It says, yeah, it says 72 hours of thus. Jesus okay. spent so-called Thursday in the grave 12 okay. hours, okay. then 24 hours for so-called Friday, and then 24 hours for so-called Saturday, and then 12 hours for the darkness leading to the first day of the week. Okay, so when was he supposed to have risen? On the sun, On that Sunday? And that's the. I think that was basically the question. That that's what you know the 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 pastor was basically trying to get at, because mm-hmm. he's basically saying that it's not a matter of days. It has everything to do with the hours. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know. So. Well, let me ask you something. Um, <laughs> you know. You know. And back then, uh, one of the laws was to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. So yeah. if you have. Uh, the Messiah come in and he's coming in to fulfill all the things that occurred all down through, you know, from, you know, d- dealing with the laws and statutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, would he not have spent the Sabbath in the grave? Because on the Sabbath, you're not supposed to do anything. And he, yeah. like, I, okay, that Friday, then that Saturday, and then that Sunday may be arisen, which is the first day of the week. So Saturday, uh, starting with, you know, Sometime Friday, well, Thursday going to Friday, sometimes all that Friday and Saturday, which is the Sabbath, Saturday sundown, then that would be, you know, the uh, beginning of the next day. So exactly. I would think that he spent all the, you know, that that very important day, Saturday, in the grave, not moving or not having that life within him, you know, to, come, mm-hmm. to keep the Sabbath. Exactly. So, you know, they have it all screwed up. I mean, you know, I, you know. Intentionally. Uh-huh, Intentionally, yeah. yeah. That those that all, especially those chosen ones, the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me make one thing clear. Just because ones of the 12 tribes are the chosen children doesn't make us no better or no less, no worse yeah. or anything. It's just that according to the laws, you know, if if the laws were put down to keep the Sabbath, then I think the Messiah himself would have done that. Yes, ma'am. You know, so. and, and, well... Since we're talking about systems, I want to do some, Oh, before I move on to what I'm about to get ready to talk about, now, okay, I, 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 had, I couldn't go by without saying this mess. So I was on Facebook the other day, and there was an article on there that was talking about how Madonna busts out and say now that she's an Israelite. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I tell everybody this lady has she has religion she she has religion hops. Like, I don't know how many times. She was Catholic one time. She was Buddhist one time. She was a monk one time. She was she was everything under the sun. Now she's an Israelite because she practices the Passover. And then she goes on to say, uh, what what else did she say? Well, I'm more of an Israelite because, well, you have to understand that Judaism, no, she, did she say Israelites were way before Judaism even existed, which is true in a literal sense because we invented Judaism for, uh, we, we invented Judaism as a commercial system for the Ashkenazi Jews, uh, Jewish uh, students of ours. But the original uh, theocratic government that we had was the Hebrew faith. That was passed down to us from generation to generation. Right. And I think that's something that a lot of these cognizants don't want to. But then you have to remember that there's different classes of these people. You have the people who, the legislatures, and the people who run the government. And you have the common folk. And then you have the poor folk. But the common folk, those ones who got a little teeny bit of money to stretch. And, and, you know, make little decisions here and there, but they don't really run anything. Those are the ones who are more influential. And so they get, they think because they got a little bit of money and a little bit of wiggle room, and they're not, you know, they're not proletarian. They can say little things and do little things to try to basically uh, divert the attention from what's really, really going on. And see, the government likes that because they don't have to really do all the hard work. They got, all they got to do is enforce the laws. They want, they want to screw something up. Get all the commoners to do all the talking because see they're so stupid. But then the poor folks are even stupider, so they can they can they can basically count on the what they call the middle class to keep the poor people in that position. Because right. you see what I'm saying? So I the whole thing with Madonna, I'm like Madonna, you uh, if you are an Israelite, mm-hmm. we are Jesus Christ. We have okay. already risen from the dead because you are. There's nothing Israelitish about you, sweetie. How in the hell are you going to be any claiming to be any kind of Israelite when you are on a stage in all these demonic costumes and stuff like that? Are you serious? Right, right. I'm like, you can't, you can't, like, man. But mm-hmm. you know what? Again, emo. I, I think it's a that, joke I think that article. I think that just points out to me. It shows the difference between a Jewish uh, individual and an Israelite. You know, she's yeah. making it distinctive now. Right. You know, yeah, because the Jews over there they claim to be of Israel. You know, on the Israel, it, you know, they are in Israel, so they would classify themselves as Israelite, but they identify themselves as Jewish. So I think right. she just shows a distinction there. You know, to me, now I could be wrong. You know, but. Um, She's just one of those type of people that uh, it's all for publicity, you know, something yes, for her to do. Because she's dealing, from what I had heard, she's dealing with um, doing a new album or something of that nature. I just, uh huh, in Israel, I you know, my Israelite television. I was uh, what was it? Uh, I was. This was a couple of days ago. I said mm-hmm. the exact same thing that you just said. I said the one thing mm-hmm. I know about Madonna. This is exactly mm-hmm. what I said. I said, the one thing you guys got to learn about Madonna, mm-hmm. when Madonna wants to promote her music, exactly. she goes with what is 
popular. She has to go with because she has a certain type of audience that she's obviously looking for or she's pulling for. So what does she do? She go and what they call infiltrate these different cultures. Because I'm like, okay, well, wasn't you a Buddhist at one time or a Kabbalist or something like that? Now you're an Israelite. I'm like, no, no, I, you ain't. I'm like, baby, you are everything but an Israelite. Don't even, don't even, you know. I, like, I'm seriously like, you're going to be anything else, but don't sit there and lie to the masses because you think it's popular. You can be uh-huh. even claim to be a Jew, but don't claim to be an Israelite. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. You know what? Yeah. Like, just stick to what you know how to do, and that's making a mess out of yourself because you are nothing but a product of the industry and they 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 love nothing but to see Madonna get out there and make a mockery of other people's religion because ain't no way you can sit there and tell me you're an Israelite but I'll leave that alone because obviously right. she got a whole well, lot well, of we know we know for certainty she's not an Israelite because it goes all down to the bloodline I you say know. give I say give it about three more years She'll be claiming to be African American. I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm seriously waiting. I'm waiting for her to come out and say she is African American. Wow. I guarantee you, it's coming somewhere down the line. She's gonna claim to be African American, and if she do it, I will laugh as the day is long because I know something is seriously wrong with this woman. But moving on, it's yeah. something I I have to bring to the table. I was on Facebook, and I'm, I know the guy's been on Facebook for quite some time, but I just so happened to catch his page. A very interesting person. Uh, he's Hebrew, and he goes by the name of Halak P. And he didn't give out his real name, but he has a story that really caught my attention because it got me to start thinking about, like, the stock market. And I'm going to tell you why all this is even important. Well, this guy said that he, back in the early 90s, you know, he came from Europe. He's an African-American guy, so quote-unquote black brother. He's he of the tribe of Judah. And um, he's been pushing this message about how he used to work for the music industry. He didn't really listen to rap, but one day he was basically asked to come to, uh, um, asked to, come to this business meeting. And he said the, the 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 meeting was you know was mixed individuals. It was a couple of people who he worked with, executives that he worked with. You know, with a small group of other you know you know top notch executives who run companies and stuff like that. And what happened was they were asked to sign this confidentiality agreement, but they would not specify what the they basically was asking them to sign a confidentiality agreement about the meeting and saying, saying that whatever they discussed in the meeting cannot be told to anybody else. A lot of people left, but others didn't leave. He said he was real curious about what you know the meeting was about, so he stayed and he signed the confidentiality agreement. He said before you know what ended up happening, uh, they collected contracts and basically brought in the person who basically you know was supposed to introduce this new thing. Now, this new thing that was proposed to them was this. He stated that what the music industry did was they, well, first of all, the guy basically revealed to them, he said that you guys have done a very great job 
with, you know, selling records and doing all this other different stuff. He said, but did you know that the companies that you were working for that, you know, were, you know, managing these, you know, artists were private investors in private prisons? Mm-hmm. They in said, private, no, we, private, private prisons. Private prisons. Okay. And he stated that he, he said that him and himself and other people were not aware that, you know, the companies that they were working for were in private investors and private prisons. He said, yes, the, the man who basically was doing all the talking, he said that, yes, your companies are investing in private prisons. And what they are doing is, he said that what they're trying to do is they're, they, they purchase these prisons and they get paid uh, based on uh, capacity. The more people who are filled up in the prisons, the more money the prison makes and the more money the investors make. He says, and so the man was like, the guy who was telling the story, Halak P basically said, well, what does this have to do with us? He said that the the man who came in said that your job is to make records that would basically consciously uh uh, change the psychology of uh, the, uh, the the masses that they will basically adopt this uh, uh, immoral lifestyle, this immoral mentality that will cause them to become criminals. That way they can keep the prisons filled up. So this is where the industrial prison complex comes in. And he said he also stated that what this would do is once the prisons are filled to capacity, the private prisons will basically be traded publicly, and then the the, the uh, executives who are basically managing the record labels, once the prisons are traded publicly, they can purchase shares in the prisons. It's a stock market. Mm-hmm. They are literally running a uh, a stock market enterprise with private prisons. And the people who are controlling this stock market uh, is called, let me go over the name, uh, CCA or something like that. I can't remember exactly. I remember the acronym. I just can't remember exactly what it means. And says that he, the guy said that he was heartbroken. He said because the music that they chose to target people through was, take take a wild guess. What? Well. <laughs> that was the target. Yeah, yeah. So they knew who it was trying to get to fill up these prisons, and they knew who, how many people they wanted to fill up in these prisons, and they knew how they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I say, you gotta be kidding me! I was, even man, I was, I was heartbroken. But yeah. when I looked at the economics of it, I said, uh-huh. you know what? That what they're also doing is. See, the, the people who bought buying these private prisons, uh-huh. their hands are clean because right. all they got to do is just get the – see, the executives, they are the middleman. All they're doing is just – they're the middleman between the consumer and the uh, private investor for these private prisons. Get enough people to basically buy the music, this crap music, mess up your mind, Go out and you you adapt that mentality because see this is the lifestyle now. You go out adapt that mentality and boom you get locked up. Now 
the private prisons are, you know, making money, the executives get a cut. Right. This is like, you know, the the economic. Man, I got so like I, I looked at it for what it was to the point where I just like I couldn't take it no more. I need to go start looking up this. What is stock? How do how do you make a stock? What is the stock market? I'm I'm talking about I was on there for days just looking up this stuff because I'm just so curious about how this stuff works. But I said, you know what's even worse mm-hmm. is that the people who are these private investors are washing their hands because the first thing they can say is, well, we're not making these people go out there and doing it. You see what I'm saying? That's right. how their hands are clean. We're not making the people go out there and commit the crimes. But you are subconscious. You are subliminally putting the messages in the music that would basically psychologically damage these people's mentality to where they would adopt these lifestyles, and you knew where this would lead them up to. But mm-hmm. the thing is, they did not force or coerce or did not put a gun to their head. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't duress or. It wasn't inducement of fraud. They didn't have to sign no contracts. All they had to do was buy the music. Mm-hmm. You know, but we have to take some blame in it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But the reason right. why we have to take some blame in it is because when you are seeing music change, because the guy was basically saying he, he never took any interest in the rap. He never really cared about rap, so he never understood why it was such a big deal, you know, that they chose rap to basically filter their, you know, their conspiracy through, you know, and it all made sense. He said that's why, you know, African-Americans make up all the higher percentages of incarcerated criminals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they're warehousing these criminals in these private prisons to make money off them. And, and it was so funny because when I read the comments, I'm always reading the comments to get the, the, to see the mentality of the people. And it was the one guy bust out and said, this is a caucus oil, by the way. This dude say, I don't care. That's how I make my money. I said, you know what? Wow. It just goes to show you. I mean, because when it comes to the money, when it comes to the dollar, these folks here are so greedy. But what they fail to realize is, once these folks start waking up and seeing what's going on, right. and they start changing because they're doing it every day. These sisters, they stop, you know, putting that creamy crack on their head. They start taking, you know, more care of their body. These men, they start coming more conscious. They start to read a little bit more. They start to be a little bit more, you know, a little bit more strict with their, you know, their children and their households. It's yeah. starting to align. Everything is starting to align up. And there was some, the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. He had a video on his page that was talking about how these bloods and cribs mm-hmm. are uniting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, it's time. Like, it's. It's it's time now, you know, like everything is placed in order. You got the bloods and the curls uniting. You got these people who are finding out they're Hebrews and, you know, they got at least caps going on. You got these start, people starting to, you know, read their history now. They're starting to learn law. It's a wrap for America. What these <laughs> right. folks strategically put this stuff together and actually come together with this mm-hmm. stuff and organize Right. America is not only a, they are not only far away from a third world country, 
But they are so far over. They they're they're just only like maybe a step out their door away from from slavery. I hate to say it, but they really are because I mean once they have no support and they have to fend for themselves and eat their own self, which they're already doing. That's a wrap. It's nothing else. To, it's nothing else that can you know. That's the end of death right now. Yeah. It's nothing else. But what are you going back to the article? What what is your what is your perception about the whole prison industrial complex and that whole thing being the stock market? What do you, what do you think about that? And once again, I tie it back to, you know, uh, that Hebrew commercial code that is now the UCC code or universal, you know, uh, you know, yes. unified commercial code. And it goes, yes. stems all, all the way to commerce and who's getting paid and who has to pay, you know, debt and debtors. And, um, you know, to elaborate on it, um, you have to understand that when it comes to frequencies or hertz, um, you know, back in the antiquity days and uh, on up to a certain period in time, you know, uh, our people and people were more in tune to the frequency of the earth. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't wear the... Um, the, the particular shoes were wore or either barefooted or mm-hmm. you know you 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 know you were in tune to the earth and the vibration of the earth and and that gets into deeper areas you know as far as you know how the earth is tilted the frequencies out in space and the renaissance of you know sound etc so these people have perfected that or know what causes an individual or a group of people to react a certain way in the past when we were growing up, we had the albums, the, you know, the record albums that were mm-hmm. black, had grooves in them. They were made uh, almost from a, a material similar to charcoal. If, uh, you know, do a little research on you'll see that the, what the mm-hmm. material was. And it had grooves in it. And when you put a diamond or emerald needle to it, this produced a certain sound. And if you, you know, search your mind, you'll recall that most people lived in harmony. Uh, there wasn't a lot of... Um, you know, crazy things going on. There was a, a harmonic uh, wavelength reaching out to our people, particularly our people, because that's really all we had. We didn't have the money to go travel and go do this and that. So we kind of mm-hmm. got our little food together and our wine and something and, and played our music and was content. But then, mm-hmm. as you notice, did the music not uh, progress from the 8-track cassette to the CD? Now mm-hmm. it's, you know, even higher. So the frequency is the frequency. And if you have the frequency and people are out here hearing this high-pitched frequency, it's, uh, it's, it's knocking their physical being out of sync. And if mm-hmm. it's out of sync, you can't think, you can't worship, you can't be spiritual, you can't be uh, open-minded, you can't concentrate on law, you can't even work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that that and, and I don't say it, I'm not going to say it's a conspiracy. I say it's a reality of what's really yeah. going on. Yes, ma'am. I, I threw the whole conspiracy thing out there because one thing you know, I'm, I, I the one thing I don't want to do is you know that has always kind of been a, a verisimilitude with tribes, especially with brother priests, that we don't want to be we don't want to speak in absolute. But we want to be sure, but we don't want to speak in absolute if we don't really know something. But exactly. what I will say is that it makes sense only because when you're looking at it from a commercial perspective, that was what I saw. I immediately saw the stock market. I say, oh, my goodness, they're trading, they're yes. trading these prisons, and basically they're purchasing uh, slave labor from these prisoners. Mm-hmm. That's all they're doing. That, the, the share, it's a stock, 
a stock mm-hmm. is a family or a person, and what the bonds is basically the debt that they owe. I mean, it's exactly. the same thing. I mean, exactly. it's the same exactly. exact thing. Uh-huh. I said, you know, I say what needs to happen is that somebody needs to really sit down and they they need to have these like focus groups or these think tanks that can basically piece together this this stuff because what I'm realizing now is that you can create a stock market out of anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can like seriously, you can make a stock market out of anything. All the stock market is just a it's like a, a, a collection of corporations who are basically doing like insider trading and all this other different stuff. And but I only the only thing I'm just a little bit confused about is you know the derivatives and when to sell and when not to sell and what is the what is the investment based off of because the only thing I was able to find out about this particular stock market is that it was based off of the uh the capacity. You basically make an invest like the the the, the uh uh private prisons only uh uh made an investment towards based on the capacity mm-hmm. uh the the filling of the, the prisons. So I was just thinking to myself, well, I guess is that is that any different than basically saying, well, the only way McDonald's will basically be any uh, be worth investing is if uh, is based off of how many burgers they sell that day or how many fries they sell that day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about it in terms of that. So if you can think about it in terms of that, you can do a whole lot of different things with just that type of concept. And this is the type of thinking that we need to adopt. When you're talking about nation building, it can't, you know, like it helps. It really does help because honestly, when I read that article, I was heated. But uh-huh. when I looked at what it was, and when he actually said, I was just like, you know what? There goes the commerce in it. Now pick it apart. It's a. I give you another example. Have you um? There's this uh. There's this Caucasian bro at my job. He's, he's a real kind person. Um, he lent me this book. I never really read the book, and I only read a few uh, good pages of it, but the pages that I did read was really, really good. Uh, the name of the book was uh, uh, Behold the Pale Horse. You, mm-hmm. You've heard that book, right? I've heard it, uh-huh. Okay. Well, it is a fascinating book, and I, I kind of think that we should put it on our uh, uh we should put it on our reading list. And the reason why I said it is because I know that in this nation we're we're experimenting with law and economics. And the first couple of pages, it gave a general breakdown of how these Jewish uh, bankers or these Jewish corporate holders are taking their, their basing economics off the structure of electricity. And they were able to come up with these different concepts of how they can structure uh, uh, certain aspects of commerce based on voltage and hertz and all these other different things and what works, what doesn't work, how to get in the family, how to get through the father, how to get through the daughter, and so on and so forth, and what, what they're going to buy, the needs, the wants, the medium. 
you know, all of these other different strategic things. And I was just like, this is the, this is basically, in my, in my humble opinion, it was like somebody had basically wrote a manual on how to do the exact same thing that these Jewish people are doing. Like, uh-huh. it's the same thing. I feel, man, anybody can do it. They basically give it, they basically gave you the 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 blueprint of what they're doing because I don't see how in the heck somebody could write a book about how the government was doing all of these things and controlling it, and they give you a blueprint on how they controlled it. Like that that didn't seem like a because that in itself seemed like a conspiracy, but because it was so high tech, I was just thinking to myself, yeah, the government's behind this book because there's no way they would have released that type of information, leak that type of information. But the guy who wrote the book stated that he did work for the government. He he he, uh, he he did work for the military and the Navy, and he saw a lot of different things that, you know, he wanted to talk about, but he was contracted with them. But he, you know, mm-hmm. he did write a book about it. The book is pretty long, but the information in it is pretty interesting. When you get a chance, look it up if you can. Go buy it. Read the first couple of pages. Start with the prologue. The prologue is pretty interesting. But once you get past the prologue and you read the top secret stuff and it start going in that economic breakdown, it gets real interesting. It's really, really it's good. Called, what's it called? Behold the Pale Horse? Yeah, it's crazy. By, do you know by, what it's by? Um, it is by... It is by William Cooper. William Cooper. You know, when you speak of... Um, a lot of times we don't know, you know, like I said, if we were to get on the stock market and we would, we, we would have to learn when to sell and all that. I think that formula would be rather simple in, 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 in different faucets, but one would be to uh, recognize the manipulation of the market or the, you know, you know the, uh, the uh, market because, you know, if you notice, certain things are put out at a certain time. And it's mm-hmm. projected to bring the interest of the mass amount of people, you know, mm-hmm. so they know that the people are going to – see, this, is, this, this system that they're doing is not new. It's definitely exactly. not new, and we know where it came from. And yeah. also, when you, you speak of frequencies, and there, now uh, there's a place that just opened up here. They announced it today in Kentucky. It's called um, – uh, I, I, uh, IDASA or something of that nature, and they're going to mm-hmm. de- be dealing with um, technology, and they're they're going to be focusing on particularly poor people that will be making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year and get trained, and and it's dealing with technology, cable, phone, and it's trying to uh, move away from that market of cable and, and services and that nature because a lot of people are just not satisfied with it. So you think of that, that's a manipulation of the markets. Mass amount of people are cutting their cable, and they're going to this particular type of um, technology. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, they put things down in increments to see how the people will respond to create that, you know, high and low end market in the market. You know. Yes, ma'am. And, and they, they 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 share this information among each others, each others to the point where they know when to sell, when to you know buy. You know. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to like okay, uh, like you said, and behold the pale horse, I'm pretty sure. And and I, I'm thinking about also back in the uh, older days, ancient days. You know, I've seen an experiment where 
they used sound, frequency of sound, and, and, and they put sand on a table, and that frequency made that sand form different geometric figures. So they mm. can predict what frequency, I mean, you can look that up on the computer, you know, later on, what frequency would make these certain patterns. And then they went back and look at the ancient days, how um, even so now you can go over to the Middle East and you'll see different geometric patterns. Also all over the world, you'll see different geometric patterns. It was it was from the results of sound, but how do these people know how this worked? And see, that right. that, that type of technology is, is being um uh, improved upon as well as discovered more and more now to the point where they're able to manipulate the markets, uh, the highs and lows when certain things will happen. You know, scientists tell us that our bodies, our ebb goes up and down at a certain period of time. I think that's why our ancestors look to the skies, the moon, the stars and everything, mm-hmm. to get their knowledge and their alignment of what they needed to do at a particular time. Yes, indeed. Oh, praise That was a good bit of information. Here's here's a, here's another piece of uh, information. While we're you know talking about the market and stuff like that, uh, last year, um, uh, a little bit later around this time, almost, well, uh, me and uh, one of the brothers in the nation, we had a conversation about uh, about the uh, about the people who would basically be trading us in modern day. Uh, in modern-day America or the modern-day Babylon, I apologize. And I remember uh, reading, I think this was Ezekiel. Is it Ezekiel or Isaiah? And it was in one of the chapters, but it was basically talking about Tyr and uh, how Tyr was pretty much the, there was the Babylon of its time. And in that particular in that particular set of precepts, it basically gave line for line who trade what because it was a stock market there, and they told who was selling what at that particular time. And so when I look at that when I look at something like that, I say to myself, you know, everything that's going on now. Is is it can be all all of these frequency and and the changes in the frequencies? It could definitely be, be manipulated. But you know, as I'm also learning, is that the mind can always change because it can always adopt another. It can always adopt another frequency if it's looking in in certain in a different area, if you will. You know and the the one thing I noticed is that you can kind of see what the frequency has kind of or the atmosphere is changing and the frequency that we have been on for you know for ages mm-hmm. has kind of like been played out because like I said at the beginning of the uh, at the recording is that the mindset of the people has kind of started to change mm-hmm. and this and and this is a good thing this is a beautiful thing because now these people are they're trying to find something mm-hmm. that was missing and they knew it was missing. They just didn't know what it was. Just, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like how we knew it was something like, you know, we all, the ones who ended up here, we all knew it was something missing when we could put our fingers on it, but we couldn't, we couldn't tie it together. But once we started to tie it all together, 
it was just like, bam, okay, we, we made it here. We find out where, uh, you know, where our house is. We find out where our home is. And that's what, you know, is going on, you know. And this, we haven't really seen the revolution come to pass, but you can see where there's a rule, there's something leading up to it. And what ends up happening is you have a whole bunch of, my whole thing is I just wish that this whole concept that we have here, it tries Aboriginal nations about government law and commerce can, you know, it can somehow just, you know, it can take hold of the people out there, even though they're not in this nation. And I hope, and and, and in many days, I just really hope that brothers and sisters who are in the nation really do really find us. Because I'm telling you, it really made a difference in my life. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, this whole practice of economics, you know, was Mm -hmm. strong amongst our people who are considered to be sleep. Once they get it and they practice it, there's nothing else. There's it's, it's no more crying in the street about somebody killing us or starving us or mistreating us or telling us no no niggers or no whiteies or you know whatever. It's no more right. of that because we have to depend on that. Mm-hmm. Validate us, but um. Well, you you know, I mean, as 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 economics is certain, so is science, and also uh, as science is certain, so is the scriptures, and so is the scriptures is certain, so is that spirituality, and you know, and so is that spirituality is within a man embedded, that inner as well as that outer, and you know, we have been on the last 400 some years on the outer appearance of man, when we have to look within that inner appearance, but on the same token, sure as the, you know, trees bud, you know, that's going to be a thing each year, the trees are going to bud, so certainly will that DNA bud, that divine natural attribute of man, so, you know, whatever is going to um, create that activation in us, it will become a reality, but we also know that, you know, the world was not per se uh, according to the scriptures, created in one day, even though, you know, the, 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 the Most High spoke it into existence, but it was broke down into seven days. So surely uh, the mindset the mindset of us, the people, will eventually bud. You know, I do truly believe that. And it's happening as we speak. It's just got to take fruitation in, in, in that a given time, point to the given time. You know, we've been conditioned so long, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that it's going to take, you know, um, the nation as well as it's spurring out there into the world to for this to become a reality in our hearts and minds and souls like we want it to be. But it's a process, you know. Yes, and, ma'am. And, and, and it's going to happen. It's just that a matter of time. And, we're, you know, we're on that right road and others are on that right road. So it will take, take foot pretty soon. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just so fascinating, though, how... The the times they they just keep passing and mm-hmm. you know you pick up all this new information every you know what I wish mm-hmm. yeah. I I meant to, I, I meant to say this like months ago well, actually I meant to say this back in February but now that we're talking about these pagan holidays mm-hmm. that's what I generally started out talking about I was um looking through the law dictionary the other day. This is some time ago, so I say the other day. And um, I know Valentine's Day had passed. 
Uh-huh. But I really was thinking about something that really caught my attention because I was, you know, there's so many different philosophies on why Valentine has the name that it has and, you know, why do we do the things that we do. And, again, you know, this is all based on the structure of commerce, government, and economics and law. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I looked in the law dictionary one day, and I'm going to tell you what I pulled out. Like, and it, it really, it really uh, changed my perspective as to, you know, this whole, this whole corporate holiday that they call Valentine's Day. And this just goes to show you how there's, a, there, there's, our people are really paganistic, not in necessarily origin, but we do have a paganistic mindset as opposed to uh, how we should basically uh, treat each other every day. This is why I'm getting at. So I looked in the law dictionary one day, and I saw the word valen. Let me look. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope I can find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. No, that's not it. Okay. I see the word sexless. See that? It's called Valen, Valentina, Valencia, something like that. Mm-hmm. I might have to just go online and look it up, scroll it. I'll look it up in just a second. I'll get it in just a second. And, and it caught my attention, and it made me think about something. It made me think about how they came up with the name and how they went about uh, designating certain, uh, certain, I guess you can say, uh, motives or certain main objectives behind the holiday. So, I'm it, it was named after Saint uh, Valentinus, right? And it was, but that's you know, what they say. That's what yeah. they say. But I uh, want to read something to you, and I want you to tell me when I read it to you what you think about what I just spread. Because I thought this was funny when I first when I first read it, I was just like, "Oh wow, okay." So, okay, this is the word. It says Valencia, Latin. I guess it's late Latin. The value or price of anything. And then I looked up the word affection. <laughs> now you know about to, now you know about to get it with this, right? Okay, so it says the value. Hold on, affection, 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 affection. Mm-hmm. Affection is where is it? Affect, affection, the making over, pawning or mortgaging anything to assure the payment of a sum of money or the mm-hmm. discharge of some other duty or service. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look. Commercial. Commercial. <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. What, uh-huh. And what is the main thing that's going on in Valentine's Day? Commerce. commerce. It's the you buying, can. commerce, the, the purchasing. You, okay. of, yeah. But there's two types of commerce going on. 
Okay. You have the purchasing of gifts for someone, the taking them out to restaurants. Right. Then there is the sexual intercourse because we know right. that sexual intercourse is commerce. Commerce is exactly. sexual intercourse. They're both uh-huh. interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Now, see, if anybody was thinking like that, they would basically see that you don't need to go out and buy a box of chocolates on quote-unquote Valentine's Day exactly. to basically show how much you are you care, quote-unquote, for someone. Because on a day-to-day basis, there is always going to be an affection in whatever kind of relationship that you have, as long as there's a contract between both the 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 uh, person who's basically giving or receiving. And, again, you're talking about something that's based on male and female principle. But mm-hmm. I like, I just thought it was very cunning and very clever how these how these Romans basically gave us this 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 facade of what it means to love someone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and what what also kind of really makes me laugh is that our people again don't read because they never thought to really necessarily look at this and then maybe they did. But you don't really hear about people talking about stuff like like what we're talking about. Who right. thought? I saw this in the law dictionary, and I'm saying to myself, well, I'll be, I'm like, I'll be darn. They got the word militia in us. So no wonder. I'm like, well, all I had to do was drop the A and add an N-E on it and call it Valentine's. Right. And, you know, ta-da, you got St. Valentine's Day, quote-unquote St. Valentine's Day. But we know that there is always nothing but commerce going on there. It's it's pretty much the probably the most, if besides Christmas, if you will, next to Thanksgiving maybe. It's probably one of the most expensive holidays because you got to go out and buy a dozen roses. You got to go out and supposedly buy a dozen roses and buy a box of chocolates and take people out to eat. And mm-hmm. then you go home and you hunch. And I just <laughs> and I said to myself. Like, you guys don't even get that. You don't need a holiday to show you how to show someone affection because you are already valuing them. It's, they're already number one value, but then you're already valuing them when you're doing business with them. Your relationship is a business. You see? And that's, that's why our people seriously need to get from underneath this pagan this pagan corporation. Right. Because these people are really making some serious money behind these fools. And I say fools gingerly because, I mean, in the aspect that these people be straw men. Mm-hmm. They're, they're nothing but straw men. They're straw men dummies walking around believing in something that don't really exist. And I see it. And I'm like, darn, like you guys don't, you know, we see it. But when are you guys going to see it? Right. They are going to see it. But when they see it, I hope they don't. I hope they take it very. I hope they take it well than we took it. I'm telling you, the truth will destroy some people. But when they start to really see what this stuff is really about, it really can it can ruin a whole lot of people because they're so used and conditioned to certain types of things. Mm-hmm. You, you you wait to February 14th, come around next year, and somebody needs to go out and go and purchase some flowers, some candy, and go home and hunch. If, you know, they read, they hear, they come to tribes next year, 
hear something like this because I really, hopefully we can do a show on this. I, I really want to do a show on this. I, I'm going to keep in mind to do a show about this again, and I'm glad we got on record that we talked about this. We need to do something on this. So the next time that somebody's talking about Valentine's Day coming up, okay, but you're already showing affection to your loved one when you're doing commerce with them in your home. You don't need to go out and purchase candy. All you're doing is giving them a tummy ache and cavities. Right, right. You know, so, right. you know, just I, we got to be thinkers. Our brothers and yeah. sisters got to be thinkers. That's all. But, um. And in, 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 in that time will come when people are, are able to, you know, get beyond trying to figure out how they're going to pay their bills, et cetera, or, you know, yeah. realize that they have to get out here and do their own thing to uh, make that happen. Yes. Um, we have West Michigan on the line. Brother Hakeem Chabba Judah Shalom. Shalom, brother. What's going on? Well, I came in, caught you and Ima Yam Roof. Speaking on some very good topics, I just want to. Oh, ask oh yeah, brother. We, we haven't talked in a while, so would you have anything you want to uh, share? What, first of all, I know you caught the last bit of our conversation. What is your thoughts on that in conjunction with the pagan mindset of our people, brother? Yes, for our record, brother Hakeem Chaba Judah, my thoughts are you touched on a lot of stuff that. I've been seeing the last couple of days, and it's, you know, keeping you in that spell of, you know, consumerism pretty much. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. like, you, like you were saying, they got it down to uh, a science where <laughs> if you are not aware of it, you're going to be in a fog. And it's, uh, yeah. it's going to take a, uh, like you were saying, talking about the sound earlier, mm-hmm. it's going to take mm-hmm. a certain sound to bring you out of that fog because, you know, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. blinded. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to have that sound that's going to bring you out of it to, mm-hmm. to heal you and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to touch on on that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, they have studied ancient past, and, I, you know, I, I've, I'm i looking and seeing, you know, we have scientists that are in, in, in uh geologists and biologists and all kind of people in those fields, and they're learning how the man, the physical works as well as the, the mental and the spiritual. You know, and our bodies, which are our body bags containing that spirit within, uh, you know, our bodies react. Okay, in the scriptures it says the flesh is weak. And so, you know, on that frequency, whatever frequency they put out here, you know, because remember when we used to just plug the TV in and the TV you could Turn on any station with that antenna. Now you have to go through their service, the fiber optics, HD, da-da-da. You know, they got us on a different frequency. Now it's all CDs or higher now. I mean, it's just the frequency they got us on. How can you function when your 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 your, your frequency is, is amped up, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, they got music on 440 now, and that's not the normal frequency for music. They got it on what now? 440. Wow. Yeah. I'm really trying to blow your ears off now. <laughs> they really trying to turn your brain into some pudding. Well, <laughs> well, if, if, if a sound is dealing with 40,000, something like that, you know, animals can hear higher pitches than we. So if they're putting us on a higher pitch, what do you think it's doing to our minds, our brains? Yeah. Look how animals react when they hear high pitches that we don't hear. But you know what, though? 
I think what will, I, and I kind of see it like this, law, and I, and I kind of see it like this for some reason, law is, is a frequency, is a higher frequency within itself. Exactly. And I think that's when, when people can start to learn natural law mm-hmm. uh, and positive law, mm-hmm. that's when there will be some type, they will balance, there will be a balance, and then there will be, a, 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 I guess you can say kind of like a, a, an ascension, if you will. Mm-hmm. There will be an elevation because... All of the frequencies that, like you, you, you said that we've kind of been on, have been a frequency that pretty much have put us in a, 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 a I guess you can say, a, a psychology that just, just pretty much have turned us into savages, mm-hmm. just turned our brain into a bowl of a, a bowl of alphabet soup. And the one thing that I know that we need right now before we can ever really elevate ourselves to where we really need to be is balance. We won't get that until we can at least touch the surface of what's really, really going on. And our people don't, you know, some people are scratching the surface with, you know, studying the the, the chakra and the numerology, but all of that stuff is just, that's not even – First of all, in order to really use it, you have to understand what you're using it for. Number one, mm-hmm. because anything outside anything outside of what you're actually using it for is considered idolatry. Because what are you using that stuff for? I see people using numerology, and then they get upset when when they're coming up with all these different number configurations and don't really work for them. First thing they do is they're like, "Well, I, you know, I'm thinking like this is supposed to no," because what you're using it for. There is no merit in it. So, of course, it's not going to work. But when you basically understand what you're using it for, because if you're applying it to a thought, I'm pretty sure it will work effectively. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it will work effectively. And if you're applying it to what it really needs to be applied for, I'm sure it would work effectively. <laughs> but, again, it all goes back to having balance. And we'll get balance once we understand, we, we can understand Law. I think just understanding law in itself will basically bring about balance. But once we start to get more into economics and running government, that's when that that frequency that we've been on, that's when it's going to break. I look right. at you guys, and I'm just kind of like, it's like, it's like talking to, you know, like you hear, like you read about the angels in the Bible, it's just like kind of like talking to them when I talk to you guys because mm-hmm. it's like you don't hear you can't, you don't hear stuff like this unless you're sitting inside of a White House when you're not thinking like an animal, that is. Exactly. Or when you're thinking about somebody who actually really cares about something, who actually cares about nation building, that's what it's like hearing. Talking to you guys is like talking to, talking to angels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can, we can hear, we are more connected to each other now than we have ever been only because we understand that the common the, the common denominator between all of us is y'all and <laughs> natural law. We know, we understand that now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, not the common denominator, but the one, the, the, the numero uno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one more factor between us is y'all. So, I yield you know, on that. 
You and, and I'm gonna give uh, uh, the, the other brother a chance to speak. I just wanted to bring something out. You know the word. Okay, when you speak of frequencies, this law states that the word the or the t h e it's the most frequent occurring word. You know, and and by itself accounts for nearly seven percent of all world word occurrences. In other words, <clears throat> the word the or the it, it, it's spoken six. 69,000 some odd times out of slightly over 1 million. And the second place word is of, O-of, O-O-F. And it counts for slightly over 3.5% of words or either 36,000 out of, you know, uh, of so many. And, and, and then the last word is and, A-N-D. So if you can understand the, the, the um, how would you say it, the formula and how you use words, like Brother Priest always takes us to look up the words in the law dictionary to understand, mm-hmm. you know, what they mean. And also from a scientific, because I like science and biology, I like all these, you know, higher learnings. If you take these words, you understand that when we speak, and it's proof by our voice, our, our throat, the vibration, what we're putting out there is what's coming back to us. Yes, you know, and these, and these people in power know these key things. That's why they're able to manipulate the masses, which creates a manipulation in the market, which creates the stock markets, uh, uh, you know, uh, being successful. But here, and, and may I interject, for another record, this is Brother, this is brother Cedric. Let me also let me also say something else pertaining to what you just said. The book that we spoke on, um, uh, Behold the Behold the Pale Horse. Mm-hmm. In the book, there was a certain aspect where they were actually talking about uh, manipulating the market. Mm-hmm. The one thing that the guy was basically saying that they couldn't necessarily control was the uh, the changes and the needs of a household. They weren't mm-hmm. able to control that, but mm-hmm. what they do and say they didn't necessarily have something to basically, you know, keep up with the modifications in that. But where they lacked in that, that was where the computers came in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I and I'm not so sure, and I'm not sure why they relied so much on these computers when there's always, you know, they can all computers are not a hundred percent only because they can they never they're they're not like humans. You see, excuse me. They're not like humans where they can correct themselves. They, they can, if something was to happen to a computer and, and, uh, where it gets a virus, some man or woman has to come and reset that computer and reprogram the computer so it can function the way it's supposed to. Whereas in uh, a man or a woman, it can basically have another man or woman uh, come to them and properly educate them and, you know, help them to or condition them to uh, do something effectively. Those computers are not like humans. They won't necessarily be able to grasp the concept of, oh, well, we'll predict there's so many numbers, you know, uh, of families who are going to need a box of Clorox for the next three months because you may find a family that five families may not need a box of Clorox because they find out that, oh, uh, food grade hydrogen peroxide works for everything. We don't need washing powder. We can just use food grade hydrogen peroxide to wash our clothes. Or they may find another alternative of washing their clothes. They may use some lime water or something like that. So you can sit there and the one thing I hope that these 
these people who are so-called running this market don't get so hung up on is this concept of trying to uh, use these computers to find out what humans need because they don't think like us. And that's where they're always going to make that mistake, but I yield on that. I want to see what the brother thought about that, and then I'll make a comment. Brother Hakeem, what do you Hakeem. think about that? What do you think about that, brother? Going on the record, Brother Hakeem, Chabba Judah. Yes, a lot of thoughts are coming to my mind, and it's it's kind of difficult to choose one to start on, but I'll go with this one. <laughs> When Ima Yaru was speaking about the languages and the frequency of certain words, how they show up a lot of times, mm-hmm. I was I was uh, thinking back to how they brought the Morse code into existence, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is right along the same lines. And uh, another thing is, uh, I was looking into like you know how we have our five basic words. Mm-hmm. And how Brother Priest was saying, once you get those down, everything else will come into play easier for us. Mm-hmm. There is a, I'm trying to, I was trying to look up what I wrote down, but I'll come across it in a second. But like they say, the easy way to learn different languages, like the mm-hmm. most, it's like, uh, it's safer like for English when Imaya Ruth was speaking. When she was talking about the, I was look, I was trying to look for my list because I had wrote down like the first hundred in mm-hmm. in English language, and they say like these are the ones you know when mm-hmm. you get these down for non-native speakers, exactly the, the rest of the English will come easier to her. Mm-hmm. So I was taking that, and I was going to you know different languages, other languages. You got like Spanish, you could do the same thing. Find the the list of the most frequent words in that language, learn those. You can go from the Spanish to back, you know, in the in the uh the language families, you know, mm-hmm. and get all the way back to the get all the way back from starting to English and go all the way back to the the proto Hebrew, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yes sir. And you and know the last, uh, the last thing I was gonna mention was the movie phenomenon when the they had a scene in there where, where uh, John Travolta's character, after he had uh, went through some trials and tribulations, because he was a uh, he was, I would say, transforming in a way. But once he got his bearing with what he could do, they started, you know, they was rejecting him at first, and uh, it was a situation where. There was uh, a not. It was, I'm trying to remember what language, but it was like you know some uh, a situation where there was a, a lost boy, but he didn't speak English. I think he spoke Portuguese. So they said, uh, "Go pick up the guy." This is John Travolta's character, and they said, "On the way there, go to the library and get the uh, a book on how to speak Portuguese." They got the book and gave it to him. So on the way there, he was going through it, you know, you know, get the basic grammar down. And uh, when he got there, he started speaking the he started speaking the language. And in the scene, uh, you could you could check this, you could go on YouTube and, and uh, put that in phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And the, the clip 
the clip would come up because it's, it's a, a popular movie. And uh, when he got there, he started speaking the language. And uh, there was a woman in there. She was like, uh, you know, you know Portuguese? He was like, no, not all of it. But uh, that's what I wanted wanted to start <laughs> off speaking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, phenomenal. And and then we put it in like that. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna go and uh pull up the clip, and then I can give the the uh, okay. uploader and that type of information. So you'll be able mm-hmm. to, if you can get to it faster than I can, then that's good. But it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, and, and you what you was talking about, and also what uh, uh, Minister Cedric was saying. You know, Minister Cedric, when you were saying that, you know, these people in higher seats, you know, corporations and stuff, and manipulating the markets, don't think that they can. You're saying, you know, you hope that they don't think they can, you know, make a computer be able to see. You have to. There's there's all kinds of laws. You know, law of nature, law of gravity. We also have what we call law of probability. And it's just mm-hmm. it's a theory, it's a law, it's a formula of total probability. In other words, you know, what are the fundamental rules relating to marginal probabilities, you know, to a conditional probability? In other words, what I'm saying is, okay, they do know, because, I mean, you can go pull these stats up on the Internet or go downtown to your courthouse and stuff. You can pull up statistics on basically everything. How many per capita, how many per land, how many per house, how many consume this. And the reason why I know this is because they used to, I used to be a part of the Nielsen questionnaire for many years. They would send me, you know, questionnaires, send me things when I get so many points, and they would ask what each, what, what my household consumed or what we liked or what we did or what, did we have diabetes or this, that, or other, you know, and then what they do, they, you see, a computer only functions because humans you know, quote-unquote humans or us living souls put that data into the information, into the computer. But uh-huh. computers have um, programs that are able to predict probability, you know. Okay. And, and look at look at the lottery. Look at the lottery. They input yeah. what they want for one person out of millions of people to win a lottery? Yeah. Now, if they went by law, probability alone, natural-wise, there would be more people winning, more people on yeah. one big pot. So it's the law of probability that they do use to their advantage, as well as statistics. I, and, and I can agree to that. I, I can mm-hmm. see that. I, mm-hmm. I, just, I just, you know, for an record, this is Minister Cedric, I, I get in the habit of looking at, how they have structured mm-hmm. their uh, their uh, their ways of calculating so many different things that how they're able to calculate so many different things at one time, you know. But, but I, I realized that most of you know the technology and like you say, most of humans basically inputting data into these mm-hmm. computers, mm-hmm. and these computers are able to take the information and manipulate it to come exactly. their own type of you know. I guess you could say law of probability, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes you know there can always there can always be a glitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. That, definitely, you know, it always be a glitch. So the the one thing I just hope you know that, but the one thing I the one thing that I can honestly say though is they may have computers, but yeah. the one thing I learned also is where they have computers, mm-hmm. the people have wants. Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. the the wants always are going to change, you know, depending on 
the exactly. education is out there about certain things. And one thing I like about a computer is a twofold situation. They're using it to find out, you know, what it is that we need. But we're finding out we're using finding out we're using the computers to find out what's out there and what we need. And that may change over time. Exactly. They're predicting, you know, uh, maybe they're predicting based on what we're putting out there. Exactly. As opposed to what's, what we're looking up. Because don't forget, now they got the whole IP addresses out there, and, and with the IP addresses, they're able to find out what sites you're going on and these third-party uh, people who are on these sites who are, you know, looking at your information or the, the information that you're putting in there and the cookies that's being saved in the computer, they're, they, they're advertising according to what it is that you're looking up. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, remember we talked about this a couple of years ago where a lot of these companies, uh, these Internet companies are creating these Internet identifications based off your IP address? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's helping them now to be a little bit more consistent with what I need. But, again, still changing because of the education that's out there or the information that's being, you know, filtered through the Internet. Black people, so-called black people, they're not buying the creamy crack. They're not necessarily buying that hip-hop music anymore because they're seeing how it's, they're they're seeing the effect of it. Uh It's like seeing seeing somebody who actually has done crack for so long and then seeing the after effect. And they're like, oh, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be like that. So let me just try something else. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And how do you change? How are they changing that? Mm-hmm. How are they changing? Yeah. Go ahead, know, brother. And I agree with you. You know, I mean, there's there, anything in this world. I mean, you know, it, it's not perfected. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, it's it's perfected because of the Most High creating it to that capacity, what it's supposed to do or serve. And I right. totally agree with you. There's clinches in, and 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 you know where that would be voided out. That accuracy or that law of probability is when the people become uh, institute their intelligence, wisdom, and knowledge. You know, yeah. then you will purposely uh, stand forth and do what you need to do or what have you to, you know, rec- let them know. Like, for instance, like language. Okay, if you have the word the or the, and in German, I went to Germany and I took German, so they had three ways of saying the, and they had D, der, and das. So what do oh, we wow. say? What is our, you know, you guys are familiar with Ebonics, and they say it's an African, black African language. And right. most people, you know, because of our shape of our tongue and our, our lips and everything, we say, duh, you know, duh, the, you know, instead of the or the, we say, duh, you know, you know, they got us, you know, stooped to, to the point where we're not using the, you know, correctly. And, of course, if we were oh, 13 to 14 languages, I mean, our diction is very different from, you know, we have them deep. I know I have a really deep voice. We have them deep voices, and it's for a reason, because Hebrew-wise, we did not write the vowel sounds. We spoke them, you see. Oh, my Lord, you will not believe what just happened to me. But, so while you were saying, you, you said the word Ebonics, right? Right. <laughs> you know what came to my mind? What? It's Eberphonics. That's what it looks like. Eberphonics. Exactly. Exactly. Bingo. Eberphonics. That's all it looks like. That's what they tried to call it. It looks like that's what they tried to call it. It's Eberphonics. That's Mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. And it's the way we speak. 
But when we're trying to wow. use their language with their high-pitched tone, you know, we're going to sound like, uh, you know, and uh, and da, and da, you know, because of the uh, If we were talking in that language that we were, were from our ancestors, I mean, our voices would just ring out, you know, they're just harmony come out of us, you know, harmoniously come out of us. You know, but because we're taught to talk, you know, in class and, you know, we're not taught a certain way. So what, what about the Jews? They can't, they talk Yiddish, don't they? They can't really yeah. pronounce them words. Right. Wow. Man, oh, man. <laughs> wow, man. I can't believe I just say here. But you know what, man? It's amazing how, you know, we've been, but that, all that is is a reprogramming of the mind. It's, it's nothing but a baptism. Yeah. Just we 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 starting to see how they kind of put it in front of us without actually telling us what it actually it, is. It but was that hidden. it was hidden in plain sight. But that plain is sight. where that's where it allowed. That's where the idolatry came in at. Because if you uh-huh. don't properly break down something to someone, they start yeah. to manifest their own philosophies, and then that's when they started to go in. And, Start to do all these other different things to kind of make up for the lost education uh, that they didn't get, you know, behind the word. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just that one word that can be misinterpreted, and then that's what can create all these different. It can create all these different perceptions and 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 mm-hmm. you know realities of uh, you know uh, for people, and mm-hmm. and and then try to change with these these words. Man, that's amazing, but... um, You know, brother, and just, but I want to throw something at both you brothers, and this is because I pulled it up the other day. I think there's about maybe, I think I, I ran them all, but there's a list of uh, words that are um, homonyms. You know, you've got synonyms, acronyms, and, and these are words that are similar. And I looked at, you know, because I was looking at TV, and this brother said, this guy was talking about, he's the profiteer. So I went and looked up the word profit. <laughs> And I'm saying, wait a minute, this is the same. It just dawned on me. That was a revelation that came to me, and I never thought about it. Prophet, and then the word prophet, P-R-O-P-P-R-O-F-I-T, and then the word prophet, you know, like a prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And I'm saying, wow. You know, there's there's different words in their, their similarity, but how they're mis- you know, the spelling's different. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Man, I, I you know, that just goes but it also goes back to kind of like, like there's common language and then there's the language of law. Most mm-hmm. likely, you know, we're dealing with almost kind of like, it's almost kind of like semantics in a way, but, you know, it, it's, again, it, if you don't properly break down the word, it can basically cause someone to err because, they're not properly educated on how that word is function, and that's just why we do not know what's going on in America because we have words that are fluctuating around. In we have one word that may be fluctuating differently in Congress and fluctuating different in common society, and although we are getting along just fine. We're being treated certain ways based on the operation of words, and this has got to stop because now our people need to be properly educated on how words function in the, I like to call, the body. And the body not being necessarily 
our physical body, but in a governmental body or body politic, because mm-hmm. that is what basically makes commerce. Brother yeah. Hakeem, what do you like? What is your whole take on this, man? Because like, is that that's? I mean, that's. I mean, it's pretty much what it is. What's your take on it, brother? Going on a record, Brother Hakeem, Judah. I wanted to inform the listener that I found that clip on YouTube. Okay. I found one clip. It's called, it's titled, make sure I get it exactly right. Big Boy Scene from the movie Phenomenon. Big. Okay. Big Boy. S-I-C-K. S-I-C-K? Yeah, Sick Boy Scene from the movie Phenomenon. Okay, Sick Boy Scene. Gotcha. The uh, uploader is the back. The bat, let's see here. The bat. B-A-T channel. Okay. They ended up cutting it. Like when I started speaking on it, it was pretty much maybe... Two or three um, seconds before where it starts, like when you see it, he he's already on en route to where he needed to go. But that's what I was speaking mm-hmm. on when you get a chance to see it. Wow. Okay. Sick boy. Okay. From Team Moon. Oh, Sick boy scene from Phenomenon. And that sounds. I I I heard the movie. I just never watched that movie. But I may need to check it out because it sounds like a very interesting movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of these movies are pretty interesting. It's the message behind these movies. Have you um, seen the movie Exodus yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. I haven't, either. I haven't seen it yet. I'm. I'm. I'm really thinking about it. I'm, I'm really thinking and itching to think about it. You know, to to really see what they put in the movie. Right. Oh, only because I want to see what you know, what truths they done mixed in there with the lies. Because I'm pretty sure you know they slip little little things in these movies, uh, you know, because they do it so that you don't necessarily they want to really see if you catch it, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they're doing this doing it for shock value, maybe. But um, well. I don't know. In the scriptures, you know, we're going according to the scriptures, law, government, and commerce, and, you know, statutes, law, and commandments. And I do think that in the scriptures it speaks of discernment. And, you know, some, so, you know, like when they was out there in the desert and they told all the people, you got to look at, the, you know, Moses put that snake up on the stick and told the people they had to look at it, you know, to be cured. Sometimes you have to go in and look at things for the discernment of it, and that way you'll know what's in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes, think? ma'am. And, you know, we, we, we don't fear no one but the Creator himself if we're up under his His government, his rules, his wings. We fear nothing. We always stay, you know, that watchman, 
You you know, someone's got to be a watchman, and you have to get out there on the forefront like them ponds or like people that go over in the wars. My father was in the service in the war, and they would always send out the, you know, when they, you know, when they go from the boats onto the shore, they always send the land guys out first to scope the land. So, you know, when we get these things that come to us like movies or uh, um, a documentary or something, we – we're learning, and we're getting that truth embedded within us. We're becoming what we say we are the, of the most high and free. So we have to be able to be challenged by that and to discern where we are at, what's in us, so that we can get out here and involve ourselves with helping our brothers and sisters. Someone's got to take the forefront. And in you, particular brother, uh, Cedric, you're very um, in-debt, young man you you get involved you really take it serious you you break it up you weigh it down you separate it you you're trying to understand it this is that's just a good exercise for us to do you know what i'm saying yes ma'am you know one thing i say is that um we all have uh this way of breaking down certain information mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to understand our position in uh, this system or better effectively take this system and then build our own. I like to I like to try to start out small only because, I mean, that's usually how you're going to build on any type of information. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the best thing to do is when you're building, you know, you start out small, and that's going to turn into something big because that can be, I can assure you, that's how I've been managing managing to see through a lot of the different things that's been going on out there as far as, you know, these little systems that they're setting up amongst themselves. I mean, which they, they have the right to set up the systems, but when you're lying, when you're doing it in – and the motive behind it is deception, yeah, that's where it's a problem. You're making money off of, you're making money off of psychologically incriminating someone or turning someone into a criminal, psychologically, if you will, and then your your plan is to put them in, your, your plan is to warehouse them so that you can make money off of them. That doesn't sit too well with me because I know that there are other there's uh there are legitimate ways of making money, but if you're gonna hide behind you're gonna hide behind the law and say oh you have every right to do it only because you know it's the law. Yeah, but the law doesn't tell you to take. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't condone sorcery. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's exactly what it is. Again, it's it's sorcery. You can't sit here and say uh, that taking you know that type of information and playing you know putting it on some uh, disc and at some type of high frequency and saying that it's not going to you know you know, do anything to somebody or mess up their minds or where they have to, you know, go out and doing all these unnatural things, and then you just throw them in some penitentiary hoping to correct them, telling them it's supposed to correct them, but all the while they end up because you're trying to profit off of them. No, man. It, and, and, look, it's the same thing with 
Look, it's the same thing with taking silver and putting it in a child's mouth and saying that it's oh, oh, it's supposed to. I don't even show why they put silver caps in children's mouth, but I said this couple of years ago that a lot of these children, they're telling them that they're suffering from ADHD, but no, these children are suffering from that lead poison, and that's why those children grow up with these attention deficit disorders and they can't concentrate, they can't, they can't keep still, they always got to be doing something or they, 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 the attention spans are so short, and then mm-hmm. they're, they're not constructive it's because they're, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because someone found it very interesting to take silver and metal and put it in a child's mouth, knowing that it would basically poison this child and make this child do something mm-hmm. destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's sorcery. Wow. So, yes. Then, you know, come on, man. Like these sorcerers, mm-hmm. you know, they're using the law, but they're using the law for their own agendas. But what they have to understand is that you can you can give a child so many you can give a child so much candy before they start to tell on you. And after a while, these children these children are going to be yelling to their parents, and we're doing that. We calling y'all. We telling them, hey, look. These savages are trying to kill us, and if you don't do something, they're going to kill us all, you know? So, I mean... You got a point, you got a point there because, you know, uh, you know, these young children are getting in trouble. And, and I, from my observance, because I'm dealing with something, you know, family-wise with one of my grandsons, and they yes, have class, he's disabled and they have classified him as with ADHD. And, of course, he gets out there and gets in little troubles, and now he's kind of in some trouble. And so, you know, you gave me that idea because, you know, I'm one of them type, what can I do to, you know, um, offset this, that, that particular law, I understand that there's balance, you know, in, in, in life. Yes, so what do I do as a responsible grandmother and elder and how to free my son, you know, knowing what's in me and who I am? Uh, so yes, you, you gave me an idea because I'm going to get to pull that report up. He does have, you know, that in his mouth. Plus he's, he's, he's listed as ADHD. Show the report of what an ADHD child is, is you know, under what is that, that child or people fall up under, and also what this silver does and the sorcery or the deception that was put in our mouth. And nowhere when we went and took to the dentist or we went to the dentist did they give us a disclosure saying, hey, you, you're taking a risk in getting this silver put in your mouth. And it yeah. might take it. So that's something I'm going to play with. I really am. You know. And all, <laughs> you remember well, the one time before we were talking about uh, this, uh, this like syndrome called PICA syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's an acronym. Yeah. Yeah. I can't necessarily yeah. uh, pinpoint the, the, what the name means, but I, I, I learned about it from um, mm-hmm. uh, uh episode of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Law and Order, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Safe mm-hmm. Unit mm-hmm. Victims, uh, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And it basically it was talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. It, the, the child and all that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if you want to use that as, like, something you can basically look into. Exactly. 
Because exactly. I'm telling you, like, these exactly. children. But that's what we're here for is to put our heads together and, and, and deal in commerce or, or law, you know, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm a fighter. I don't care. You know, I go out there yes, and I advocate, but, I, you know, and when you brought that up, my, you know, like I said, my grandson's so easily led. And, you know, anybody, yeah. he's been having this, this um, track record of, you know, that commercial with that little boy they used to say, let Mikey try it. Yes, you know, and everybody's always wanting to blame and put blame off on him. And as he get older, you know, he's you know he's dealing with substance that, that marijuana stuff, and it's impairing him more and stuff. So you know, now he's at the point where he was misled possibly to something that shouldn't have occurred. So I, I'm saying, what can I do? You know, to stand forth and let him know, hey, this is my son. You know, uh, we are Hebrew Israelites. First of all, you're tampering with the wrong. You know, you know what I'm saying? And That's then right. Come, you know to the information, you know, because uh, the woman said, well, this, this uh, police officer's known to um, harass black people. I said, well, first of all, I want to correct you there. You know, my grandson's not black. And she said, well, you know, African-American. I said, we're not African-American. African-American. Right. Right. I said, we're Hebrew Israelites. I said, and number two, if he's, if that is the case, then he is uh, going beyond, you know, the norm of what he's doing. And by law, you, you can't even mess with aboriginals or aborigines or whoever. You know what I'm saying? So right. then you come to this with the silver, like you said, that silver in their mouths. And I'm seeing all of these young people that I'm encountering that are walking. Talking slow, looking slow, talking yeah. slow, reacting yeah. slow. It, it don't matter. Caucasian, Negro. What's going on? Yeah, what's going it's on? comparing now, their psychology. Right now, if get the, if I can get a report. That shows, because I like the word you said, sorcery. It's sorcery. It's deceptive. It is sorcery. And, and, and now, I, you, we can also prove as individuals that none of us, any time we ever went to a dentist's office, did they give us a disclaimer. Or that yeah. this silver is really dangerous and you're taking a chance. Do you still want to do this for your child or for you? You see what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. And you're right. I'm still a little confused about what those things are actually for because I don't really see why children need to have that in their mouths because that's nothing but lead. I mean, it's lead. It's lead. Lead. And they have a policy in law that says that you cannot have lead in your house. Wow. And they're putting in children's mouths. Go for it. Exactly. Exactly. And if it's proven on record... That those silver, quote unquote, silver caps are filled with lead. Man, man. man please. That's what that's, I'm saying. That could be a good defense. That's a real good defense. You did all right. It's a good defense. Only reason I even thought about that was because when the young man was he killed he killed the the, the guy. What they did was they researched. They researched it. Well, they they did an investigation, and they found out that when he was younger, this young child was consuming paint off mm-hmm. racing cars mm-hmm. that had lead in it. And mm-hmm. the uh, the mm-hmm. the people who were making the model cars formulated port. They uh, they fabricated reports. Uh, they were purchasing these uh, cars from these Chinese 
companies that were using lead in their paints, but they forged and fabricated the documents stating that they don't use lead in the paint. So that was false advertisement. Mm-hmm. And they basically, they, the, 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 the man lied, who was the representative of the company, he lied and said that they never used lead, but the man who was the prosecutor, uh, they found the report basically stating that they knew that the lead was in the paint. And what they did was they set up a trust account for the young man who had basically been considered as schizophrenia. They basically paid for lifetime treatment or rehabilitation for this young man who was basically diagnosed with pica disorder. Right. Because they said that the paint had lead in it and the lead was known to cause uh, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of, uh, uh, unusual behavior and yeah, the unusual mm-hmm. behavior and appetite in the mm-hmm. in the in the human brain. Uh-huh. So if that can work on TV, exactly. quote unquote, uh, I'm pretty sure it works in real life because TV right. is a real syndrome or a real it disorder. Is. So, it is. So if if, wow. if 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 paper clay metal falls under that category, silver is metal. That's right. And if the child gets it at a young age or even gets it later on in life, like us, if we've got our feelings, with, you know, um, if that's the case, then, you know, the research will be curtailed upon how long does it take for silver once into Because I know a guy down here in Kentucky years ago, and I did hear about another one guy, they was going to the uh, health store and, and, and buying a lot of silver. And they would take the silver. Now, when you consume silver, and you can buy silver, you can buy gold to, you know, take internally. This guy was taking all the silver, and he was just taking silver. Silver in your body, it it's like it kind of freeze. I don't, I don't want to say the word freeze, but it, it hardens up your, you know, your system. Where how can anything, virus, germs, or anything grow in it? But the right. the uh, the effect was that the guy turned blue. You know, you'll turn blue mm. if you consume too much silver. So, if it, 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 and I'm going to do that research because I mean, I think I think it's a worth a try. You know, with the most time on my side, the nation on my side, me on my side, and what's in me, and I know that they're deceptive. I know what you know. All these children, including my grandsons or a few mm-hmm. of them, that are are, are 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 like this. I've seen it for so many years of how they're you know being subjected. You know, and 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 they, the system knows what's going on, you know, but us people, like you said, Brother Cedric, we are not reading. We're not understanding. We're not writing right. back. So, if I, okay, I take this PETA syndrome, go research, find out the information on the tooth, the, 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 the silver, put that, apply that in the area that I need to apply it, produce the statistics, and, and show, uh, uh, you know, ADH child, you know, why they like this, and the deception and sorcery of the people, you know, especially doing it to those people that are considered Israelites, or, you know what I'm saying, if it wasn't a try. Oh, Shalom, falling on the public record, and thank you again for that uh, uh, piece of information, Ema. It is 8.57, and I uh, am about to get ready to go over to a meeting. Oh, um, thank you, Yeah, and I just thought about it. I just checked the time. I, I apologize. Brother Hakeem, are you online? Brother Hakeem, Travis Judah, Brother Hakeem, will you be willing to accept the post? I was uh, going to go to a, another 
class I had a yeah, there's nobody else on here, so I'm I can, I'm going to sign off myself. So okay, well, um, well, I'll go ahead and I'll conclude this uh, week's uh, fellowship line, and we will meet uh, back here Thursday uh, at seven o'clock p.m. And let the record reflect that we will also be starting classes again April sixth um, as well, um, and we will also be doing a fellowship. We will also for fellowship. We will also be doing the real estate and, uh, investment program. We'll be starting back those classes as well. So with uh, with that being in mind, I will adjourn this call for this evening. And thank you guys for coming out to fellowship and we all having a meeting of the minds. I swear, like you guys are, like <laughs> I swear, man, you guys are. Phenomenal, man, and it's just a pleasure just being to know you guys because having these talks it makes you feel better. Yeah. Literally, it, it's and a, it, it helps it, solve problems too. Yes, ma'am, it, it, it helps solve problems. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being noted, I love you guys, love you um, and we will adjourn for this evening. Shalom. Shalom, shalom, brother Hakeem. Shalom, brother Hakeem, and shalom, Ima. Shalom. shalom.